Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host. And yeah, this is a little late on the recording. I apologize. Um, on Thursday, I was set to release a podcast uh, because I wanted to do one every day till Friday. And it turns out there was really only one story that I had to do. So I was like, well, I'll save this one till Friday. And then we were not up all night, but I didn't sleep very well at work, so I was really tired on Friday, and I didn't feel like I could put any energy into it, and that evening we went to some friend's house, and then when we got back from there, I was really tired, seeing a, a theme here, and then Saturday we celebrated, it wasn't her birthday on Saturday, but Saturday we celebrated Sierra's birthday uh, by having a party in the daytime, and then we went to a piano bar called Low Key in Tempe, and that was the first time I've been to a bar like just strictly a bar, like they didn't serve any food at all in a really long time. Um, but the prices were reasonable and I didn't get smashed, but I drank more than I would typically drink just because my wife was the designated driver of, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, five people. So she was nice enough to drive us all around and we had a good time, but I didn't get back until almost one in the morning and then, you know, don't really feel like doing it at one in the morning after you've been drinking it. So here's where we're at. So um, apologize for being a little bit late, but I think I will make it up to you because I've done some research. And you know what? All of these stories are coming, I think, from electric. So let's just get that out of the way. Today is an all-electric show. Um, but I think we got some good stuff here. Let's see here. Nope, everybody had a nice weekend. Um, and, uh, we'll start a lot of, uh, a fair amount, probably more than half of this stuff is about Tesla. So Tesla had a lot of news last week. So let's jump into it. Uh, let's see electric. Um, well, okay. So Tesla, it was really set the bar for electric cars and really cars in general. If you think about it with their autonomous driving, their autopilot, their safety features, the way that the car looks, and putting aside that it's an electric vehicle, but the way the car looks, how they release cars, like they, you know, one day they just decide, you know, okay, well, this is going to be the new Model S. Um, so if you bought one and it had it delivered today, here's the updated one that you don't have access to. 
which isn't bad. I mean, they're releasing updates when the updates are ready, so they're pushing things along. Um, it might be bad if you spend $140,000 on a car and you're like, oh, that one's better than mine. Um, maybe we can work something out here. And from what I understand, Tesla's been pretty good if that happens. Anyway, uh, this article actually isn't about Tesla. It's more about um, Lucid Motors with their Lucid Air. But uh, because Tesla has set the bar, um, all new Teslas, including the Model 3s, will come with a com autonomous car technology. Um, now everyone manufacturing cars is kind of playing catch-up to Tesla and getting that autonomous uh, capabilities in their vehicles. You've, you heard at the North American Auto something show, I can't remember what this all stands for, that uh, everybody's putting some form of autonomous um, driving in their car. I think it was Mercedes. Mercedes? Yeah, Mercedes had this really fun thing. And I, this article came from, I think, The Verge. Um, I didn't write it down, but I thought that was funny. Mercedes had this fun thing where if you were driving, it checks in with you every few seconds. And it keeps you within the lanes, but if you don't respond, it just kind of starts wandering. And that, that's supposed to be a feature. I'm sure that that's, that's bad tech and they're trying to sell it as a feature. But it's just really kind of a, a funny article to read. Um, but anyway, in terms of um, automatic autonomous car technology, Lucid Motors is teaming up with Mobileye for its driver assist technology. And it will be used in the upcoming Lucid Air, set to be released in 2018. Now, if you mobilize sounds familiar, that's the technology. That's the company that Tesla was working with for their autopilot, right up until the gentleman died on the east coast of the U.S., uh, where the Tesla didn't see the truck crossing the road, and it was unclear whether or not the driver was paying attention because he may or may not have been watching a movie. Anyway, sad story, the driver hit the truck, hit the trailer, went underneath, and passed away. Um, and then shortly after that, Tesla and Mobileye separated. They're like, okay, Tesla's like, well, it's clear that we need Elon Musk said that everything needs to be integrated. And there might have been some shade thrown towards Mobileye, and Mobileye's like, well, this isn't our fault. And there was some little bit of shade turned, you know, thrown back at Tesla, and now... Um, <clears throat> they are no longer partners. Um, but now they're partners with, um, with Lucid. And, uh, so Lucid will include a complete sensor set, according to the company, that will include cameras, LiDAR, radar, uh, mobile eye will power the autonomous driving part of the car, which doesn't, I don't know if that means they're going to do the whole system software and everything, or if, uh, they're going to provide the sensors and the LiDAR and the radar, and then Lucid will, will program that in. I would imagine at this point, Mobileye's probably got some pretty decent tech, so it's probably going to be a Mobileye thing. However, um, that kind of Lucid has to relinquish some control there, if that's the case, if, if Mobileye's powering the whole nut. So that's kind of uh, scary. Not that I think Mobileye's a bad company, it's just that... Um, things may or may not be as updated as, as fast as they are at Tesla because of um, it, it's a third-party company and Lucid can only do so much. 
Um, like I said, the Lucid Air will be brought to market sometime in 2018, and I'm sure we'll get more updates on what the car is going to feature. There was a little bit more detail, but like in this is the car is still a year away, probably two. <clears throat> and because of that, there's probably there's going to be a lot of changes. So I don't like. Um, I don't like it reporting on uh, stuff that, that may or may not come in the car. Like, the Faraday Future is a perfect example. There's a ton of stuff they said is going to come in the car, but they're probably going to trim 60% of that away before the car is ever released because it's really ambitious. I don't see at this point how they can get it done. They don't have a building to do it in. Uh, the, their building in Nevada doesn't even have – it's not a building. It's just a piece of ground that they're moving dirt around until they get enough money to build it. So, um, try and be, I don't try to be vague. I just try to, you know, give you the information and then as more details as they kind of firm up, we'll talk about that later. Uh, da -da -da -da. The Mobile 3, um, made a little appearance at the Investor and Analyst Q&A in Sparks, Nevada at the Gigafactory. Uh, the Mobile 3 prototype was on display. Um, Tesla, I guess, has built 300 of these prototypes. Uh, that allows them to test different, you know, configurations and body styles and just to kind of see which one is the easiest to build and still provide a really nice car. Um, and quite honestly, uh, that's I, I think that's really good news. 300 prototypes really means that when they kind when they nail it down, it's going to be the final car is not going to be like the Model X, hopefully, where the Falcon Wing doors had a problem. And now they're like, well, you know, we're going to have to slow production way down. And all the Falcon Wing doors are Model Xs that we've sold to this point. Bring them in, and you're going to have to constantly bring them into service to get fixed. To their credit, Tesla's credit, they did fix them. And from what I understand, they work um pretty decent now not a hundred percent the way they're supposed to all the time but um you know i don't know the the real percentage but just talking to a guy out in scottsdale when i asked him how he liked it he said for him you know it probably works 60 or 70 percent of the time the way it's supposed to and it's a complicated hardware i'm not uh busting on tesla because it's not an easy thing to do let's see next article tesla crosses the Falcon Wing doors thing is not an easy thing to do. Tesla crosses the 100,000 vehicle mark for that federal tax credit, which is about halfway, not halfway, it is halfway, not about, it is halfway, uh, through the 200,000 cars that uh, they can sell and the, the customers can still get that tax break. And it's about, for the U.S., it's $7,500. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it turns out we talked about uh, maybe two episodes ago, three episodes ago, I can't remember, that um, Loic Lemur, who is a entrepreneur and an investor in Silicon Valley and probably friends with Elon Musk, uh, sent a tweet saying, hey, this hogging the, the supercharger network, these people hogging these spots, it's beginning to become a problem. And Elon Musk said, you're right. And six days later, they had a solution. Well, it turns out Tesla was working on that solution long before uh, Luik sent the tweet. Uh, they just implemented it six days after. 
So, um, <clears throat> looks like Tesla was already forward thinking about the abusers of the supercharger and they already had a solution just kind of loaded up and they're just waiting to fire it off. Mm-hmm. So, Tesla sells the Model S 60, which is the lower end car, and it's limited to 60 kilowatt hours, um, but it's got a 75 kilowatt hour battery pack installed, so it's software limited. Um, the full capability can be unlocked with a software update. In November, Tesla increased the price of the Model S from $66,000 to $68,000. Um, at that time, in between you know, November and now, if you wanted to pay for that upgrade for the 75k kilowatt hour battery pack, you had to pay $9,000. Well, Tesla has said, okay, you know what we're going to do? We're going to drop the upgrade price $2,000. So it's now $7,000. So if you bought a Model S60 and you want to upgrade, um, it's now $2,000 cheaper. And I did, uh, I looked it up, and it's about that $7,000 gets you an extra 41 miles. For me, I don't know that that's worth it, but um, I have a very short commute, so. And I only go to work one day a week, and then essentially one day a week. I go to work once every six days, but I stay there for two days, sometimes three days. So I really don't come home, so I, I drive to work, stay there drive home so for me it wouldn't be worth it but for somebody who drives a lot I guess it would be really important especially if there's long distances between superchargers I guess that would be a, a, a worthy purchase um, I, I also looked this up though a new model s uh, 60 is 68,000 but the model 70 s 75 which is the update to the 60 um, is 74500 which essentially, if you just pay for the, the unlocked battery up front, you save $500. And I was like, well, what, what does a used Model S cost? And you can get one of those, a 2013, with about 34,000 miles, between fifty dollars and $55,000. So based on all this, it just kind of seems like if you have the money, it's... it's because $55,000 is not all that far away from 68. So if you can you know, wait another couple months and sh shove some money in the bank, if you're already at that level of, of being able to afford that kind of car, it seems like it would make sense to, to spend the extra $13,000 and get a new car with hardware too. My opinion, who knows. Uh, Tesla has given details about the supercharger credit program because as of January 15th, what's today? Today is January 15th. As of January 15th, uh, if you're not, if you haven't already pre-ordered your car, um, you won't get unlimited supercharging anymore. So um, anything that was ordered prior today, you will get that unlimited supercharging. After today, you won't get it. Um, so here's what Tesla, new Tesla owners are going to get. They're going to get 400 kilowatt hours of free supercharging, which gives them roughly 1,000 miles. I think we've talked a little bit about this before. And I don't know if it was speculation then or and this, you know, is now official or if it was official then and I'm just recycling a story. 
um, but I'm giving you the information now anyway because I think it's uh, appropriate for what's going on, especially since uh, if you order one tomorrow, you you don't get unlimited supercharger. Um, after that 400 kilowatt hours is used, uh, supercharger credits can be purchased on the My Tesla page on Tesla's website. So instead of going and you know putting your credit card in and paying the the like you would at a gas pump paying for for your charging you would just get charged credits on your on your uh, account you you plug your car in and you go and you do whatever you're going to do until the car is charged which is i think fair and in related news on the supercharger thing uh tesla is adding new stalls exist new stalls to existing supercharger stations to kind of alleviate some of those um some of that backup at the supercharger, which is good. Uh, Chris Latner, this is a cool story, and I, I, I'm sad and excited. So Chris Latner was an Apple, an engineer at Apple, programmer, until about a week or two ago when he's he left the company uh, for something new. Well, it turns out he's going to Tesla. And if you don't know who this guy is, he worked on Af Apple's Swift programming language, which is. Um, the program in, the preferred programming language for building iOS and Mac apps. And I'm not a programmer, but from what I've read is a lot of people really, really like this language. It's supposed to be super easy. Apple for your iPad has this uh, thing called, man, I can't remember what it's called, Playgrounds. So you can go in and you can, essentially it's made for children, but as an adult you can learn to code. And I've done a couple of these, and it's actually really fun. You just have to stick with it, and I have too many things going on to stick with it. But um, Latner was a big part of that, uh, developing that software. Um, I'm really excited he's going to go to Tesla as the VP of Autopilot Software. So um, he's leaving one company I love for another company I love. So... Good luck to him, but he's not the only one. Uh, Matt Casebolt, a senior design director of design at Apple, um, has left Apple for Tesla, and that happened about a month ago. And it's not uncommon; these companies switch back and forth, and Apple buys engineer or not buys. Apple picks up the engineers from X company, and they just kind of rotate around until their stock options vest, and then they move somewhere else. Uh, Latner had been with Apple, I think, for ten years, though, so which is a pretty long time. In today's day and age, uh, Tesla, we talked about last week, announced the 2170 battery cell that will go uh, into the Power Wall Power Pack. I couldn't remember what Power Wall, I couldn't, for whatever last episode, I couldn't remember that. The, but the Power Wall Power Pack and the Model 3, not to be outdone though, uh, Samsung has announced its new battery cell uh, and a prismatic cell. So I didn't know what a prismatic cell was, and this is according to epectec.com. -E a prismatic cell is a thin, light cell layered to create one big cell. It may be packaged in what looks sort of like a package of gum or a um, chocolate bar or chocolate bar packaging. Uh, this type of battery is typically used in cell phones. So basically what they have my iPad down because for whatever reason even though this is an audio podcast I feel like I have to talk with my hands so what they have is they have these thin um, like almost like 
layers of battery connected to one another and they're just stacked on top of one another and then they're encased in a piece of plastic. Um, Samsung says that its cell can be charged, fast charged uh, for EVs, for electric vehicles, in 20 minutes and that gets you to 80% of your charge. It'll travel 370 miles or 600 kilometers and it's set to be released in 2021. The difference, and I'm sure Samsung will make advances, more advances by the time it comes out and it'll be more refined and better. But the difference is Tesla's 2170 battery that just was released. It's a cell, it's a cell battery, the common cylindrical cell. It is, um, it is going to start being manufactured, I think now and put into products in like March. So the, the differences in technology is yes, Samsung's got this really cool piece of technology and that's great, but it's not coming out for four more years. Moving on. VW at the auto show announced the ID Buzz Microbus all electric concept arriving in 2020. I love Volkswagen. I've made no uh, bones about that on this podcast. They are awesome. I think they're a great company, even with the little scandal that they had. Um, I think the scandal in the long run is a good thing because that really kicks them in the butt to start building all-electric vehicles and make that a priority because they have a lot of reputation. Like, I don't excuse their actions on a purely... Um, uh, like on a technological level, I applaud them for even thinking of something like that. That's, I mean, even even though it got them in a lot of trouble and it was illegal, it's pretty creative. I, now I'm looking forward to them using that creativity, you know, for something that's going to be sustaining instead of detrimental to the environment. So, um, yeah, the microbus is coming in 2020. Um, it looks more and more like even though it's still a concept, so we're not going to talk a lot about the the specific technical part of the car or even the the, the trims um, features that they showed. Like they they showed the passenger seat being able to be turned around and so that you can interact with people in the back. All of that stuff that's they're still three years away, probably even four years away to be honest. And because of that, um, you know, all of that will again that all that are gonna will change. But right now, the high-end version will feature a 111-kilowatt-hour battery. Um, it'll be 369 horsepower, giving it a range of 270 miles. It'll go 0 to 60 in 5 seconds with a top speed of 99 miles an hour. Um, you know, I don't think, like, when I think microbus, I don't need it to be fast, and I don't need it to be uh, super um, peppy. I need to be able to get on the freeway safely, on and off the freeway safely, and I need to be able to like accelerate out of dangerous um, positions. Like if, if a big truck is coming I mean, over to my lane, I can you know accelerate away from that. But other than that, I don't need the car to be like a Model S or a race car. So I'm super excited. I love this 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 style of vehicle. Um, they've done a really good job of. of uh, making it look updated, but still look like the old microbus that they used to sell in the 60s. So I'm super stoked. The low-end model will feature an 83 kilowatt hour battery. 
which I think will give it, didn't say in the article, but I'm just basing this off of Tesla's 85 kilowatt hour battery. It'd probably give it like 218 miles because it's not as aerodynamic as the Model S. But in uh, with a horsepower of 268 horsepower, which is still pretty good. Um, you can go online or just go to kilowatt.bz and see the, the concept pictures of this car. Because, like I said, everything's likely to change. There's no point in going into it here in great detail. And uh, that's it for the main stories. These are some things that I'm keeping an eye on. Uh, there's a $12,000 open source hardware platform to develop electric vehicles. And basically what this gets you is the um, chassis, some seats, and the technology. So open source is where a bunch of people come together and they collaborate and nobody really owns it. So you can use it for different reasons based on the open source license. Um, I think this is really cool. Um, there's lots of open source technology that the internet runs off of. Um, there's open source technology that is like at the core of Mac OS and iOS. So I think this is really neat and Android for that matter. So I think this is really neat and I really encourage um, these folks uh, because I think only good things can come from this. Uh, Faraday Future the, says the FF91 will cost less than $300,000. Now listen, again, I think that more competition is better and I want Faraday Future to be successful. But if they come out with a car that is just short of $300,000, this is going to fail. There are few people that can afford a car at $160,000 level. There are even less people that can afford a $300,000 car. So I think it's dead in the water if this car is up over $160,000. Um, definitely if it's, if it's over $200,000. It's an unproven vehicle, and you're not going to get a lot of people that are going to be willing to spend that much on an unproven vehicle. I think even the the Roadster was like $125,000 when it came out. And people thought that was ridiculous. So, especially since, like I said, my guess would be 60% of the things that Faraday said would be in the car won't be in the car. It might, you know, they might have the technology in the car, but they I don't think they'll have it working at the time of purchase. Uh, moving on. GM says it's going to build uh, more electric vehicles built off the Chevy Bolt platform. So that's exciting. Excuse me, sorry. Uh, right now they're slowly rolling out the Chevy Bolt, so we'll see what, kind of what happens. Um, there are more and more sightings in the wild. Um, see how many they deliver in January. But still, you know, exciting. And I think Chevy, I think I like Chevy. I don't like any of Chevy's current vehicles except for the Camaro. I think Chevy's current vehicles kind of look like crap. Even like from their trucks to their, you name it, to their sedans, they just, they don't look very nice. So the, the Bolt is one of their nicer cars and I think even that's still kind of ugly. And finally, uh, Tesla's new Ludicrous Plus mode enables the Model S P100D to reach 0 to 60 in 2.4 seconds so um that's a software um upgrade that you can unlock i don't know i mean i like i like 
I like driving fast. It's fun. Um, but I don't, I don't do that because I've seen what happens when you just willy nilly drive fast and you run into a family and you make them, you know, either all dead or one parent dies or both parent dies or a kid dies. So I don't know, um, other than like, if you're a drag racer, I don't know what the benefit is to spend extra money or even to get the, the P 100 D unless, you know, it's just a, a symbol. Hold on one second, I gotta cough. Oof, 27 minutes and 25 seconds. And I didn't bring any water in here to keep my throat uh, moist. My wife and daughter hate that word. Anyway, but if you have one, good on you. Please be careful. Don't hit and, you know, drive fast. Don't drive like an idiot and kill somebody because you have one of these super fast cars. Because my guess is we're all terrible drivers. And I, I'll include myself in that. We're all ter terrible drivers, and we don't need terrible drivers out there with super fast cars with insane acceleration. We just don't. But if you have one, use it responsibly. Let's see here. So, this comes to the end of the podcast. Hey, I don't know if you noticed, but I found the music for the podcast. Um, found it under a rock. Really happy that I found it. It was awesome. I also found an envelope uh, with like $48 in it that didn't belong to me, belonged to somebody else, and I was worried I was going to have to pay them $48 because I couldn't find it anywhere. But I found it. So lots of good things, lots of good finding things this weekend. Um, if you want to find me, you can email me, bodie at 918digital.com. You can go to Twitter because I'm at 918digital, and my email is B-O-D-I-E at 918digital.com. You can call and leave uh, a phone call at 918-401-0071. I'll put you on the show, especially since we don't have anybody that's ever called in or emailed. You're definitely going to get on the show. You don't even have... It could be the worst email ever. You will still get on the show. Uh, you can go to kilowatt.bz and look at all the things that I was looking at this week or I thought we were interesting anyway. You can leave a review wherever you get your podcast. That really helps out. I have sticker packs. I'm going to have uh, Valentine's Day sticker packs that I'm going to start working on Tuesday. So um, I have sticker packs. Um, you can still go to kilowatt.bz and scroll through, and you can find and download my um, the Christmas sticker packs for free because I've got promo codes up there if you want. Most, not most... A lot of you use that promo code, and I'm happy that you did, to get some sticker packs. And um, I have another podcast called Oblivious. And this week on Oblivious, I talked about the Saxon tales, or Saxon stories, or Saxon chronicles. It's a book series by Bernard Cornwell. There's ten books in the, the, the series. And if you like Game of Thrones, you're going to love these books they're not uh, there's no magic in them um, they're historical fiction but they are the books themselves are really well written the characters are fantastic and you just really like it starts with this guy named Uhtred when he was a little small boy and now in the 10th book he's an old man and he just the whole thing with the battles and everything it's just fantastic 
Uh, Bernard Cornwell is one of my favorite authors. So if you want to learn more about that, go over to Oblivious and check that out. And that is it. I will talk to you guys on Friday. And 